I thank God for you. I really do with all my heart. Most wonderful people of God. I thank the Lord Jesus for you continually. Thank you for joining me today. I'm here on the car again with your Chad and Jackson. And we're on our way right now to a very exciting birthday party for my for my son in fact and I'm really happy that uh, Joshua is doing so well thank you Lord Jesus and I pray for your children I pray that the Lord will will use them one day and if they're not saved that he would save them bless them protect them and today I want to pray with you for your children in just a little bit but thank you for joining me and I want to talk to you about what I believe is a very major prophecy uh, in the making, in the making. And that is that a new world order now is what is being talked about. And I truly believe we are seeing the beginning, the beginning of the reign of Antichrist on the earth. And uh, no one knows when that will happen. But the world is changing so fast and uh, those of us who are in the kingdom know what to do. Look up your redemption, draweth nigh. And wonderful Jesus, I thank you, Lord, for what you're going to show us today. I pray you'll speak to your people beautifully, powerfully, clearly, and bless them, Lord, with your peace and joy today. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. And yes, I will be praying soon for you today that your loved ones will serve the Lord in a mighty way in the coming weeks, months, and years. Now, we need the Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit more than we probably realize. The early church was under severe persecution under Roman rule and they understood one thing they understood it's not by might it's not by power but by my spirit saith the Lord and they lived very joyful lives bold in the spirit uh, full of the peace of God and when you read the book of Acts you become amazed really at the strength you see in them, whether it's Peter in Acts 12, whether it's Paul when he was shipwrecked or in prison in Rome, imagine writing, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. And he was in a prison in Rome tied to a pole by chains in a very cold, wet dungeon. And he wrote, rejoice. Again, I said rejoice. Only the Holy Spirit can cause a man to live that kind of life. Or Stephen, when he was being stoned, he said, Lord, forgive them. Do not hold this sin to their charge. What kind of power is that, that would enable a young man to ask God to forgive those who are killing him, only the power of the Holy Spirit. Or you think about the persecution that came in the book of Acts 
Yet nowhere do we read that the believers retaliated or rebelled against God when the persecution came after Stephen's death and Saul of Tarsus at the time was not walking with God. It says they went everywhere preaching the gospel, everywhere preaching the word. They didn't go everywhere saying, I don't want this or complaining about the hardships they were in. They were preaching the gospel everywhere. During persecution, they became bolder, more joyful. The anointing of God was flowing. That's what is about to happen in your life, in my life, in your life, in your life back there, Jackson, when we walk with God like they did. All right. If we want apostolic power, we must have what? Apostolic practice. I'm going to repeat it. If we want apostolic power, we must walk in apostolic practice. What did they do? What did they say in Acts? They said, we will give ourselves to prayer and the minister of the word. Even when there was a need in the church about the Hellenistic Jews being neglected by being helped and so on. They said, look, this is not something we want to be involved in. Choose men, make sure they're full of the Holy Spirit. And, but we will give ourselves to the minister of the Lord and to prayer. They gave us in those uh, small, in that small uh, uh, say there, in what they said, the key to the kingdom of God, the key to victory in Christ Jesus. Two simple things, prayer and the word. Wow, that's all we have to do to win the victories today that uh, we need in this world. It's not by might, it's not by power, but by my spirit, said the Lord. I wanna remind you, what happened when the Holy Spirit came on the day of Pentecost? For example, what happened to the apostles? Okay, now before the day of Pentecost, uh, they questioned, they questioned, for example, when the Lord was crucified, they all left questioning, some of them questioning if Jesus was the Messiah. All right, now they, they, they saw the power of God, like very few people had seen the power of God. But without the Holy Spirit, it didn't change them. It didn't change them. Peter still denied his Lord, and the others questioned and went away. Thomas said, I gotta see it to believe it. Imagine that, he saw the Lord raised Lazarus from the dead. And he saw the Lord raise a young man in Naim outside Nazareth from the dead. Remember the story when they were carrying the casket and the Lord stopped the procession and raised the young man from the dead, gave him back to his mother. I mean, how can they even question? And we would have done the same thing, by the way. But think about this. They saw the Lord command the storm to be still. They saw the Lord heal the sick, the multitudes, more than once.
They saw the Lord cast out demons, cleanse lepers, raise the dead. And yet, and yet, not one of these things changed their hearts. You know, here they are, Peter, James, and John, uh, on the mount with the Lord. Now, of course, a lot of people believe it's Mount Tabor, but it was most likely Mount Hermon up north in Galilee, but it doesn't matter what happened. But the Lord was was transfigured. His, his, his garment became whiter than white, brighter than bright. And now the glory of God is there. His own face was transfigured and changed. And there's Moses there and there's Elijah there. And the cloud of glory covers them. And they hear the voice of God saying, this is my son. Wait now, we're going to think about this. And when the Lord has uh, hung on that precious cross, when our precious Redeemer was nailed to the cross, they all went home. Except John. But John was there because of his closeness to the Lord. I'm sure he himself questioned some things like the others did. And then Cleopas, on the road to Emmaus, who was related to the Lord, he was married to his aunt, with another, with another disciple, would say, we, he said, we thought he was the one. And you thought, now, just a minute here. How can you say these words? Or like Peter, how can you deny the Lord when you stood there on the Mount of Transfiguration and you heard God the Father say, this is my son? Well, because see, they had the will but not the power behind it. They, they, they said, we'll die with you. We'll go to the cross with you. All of them said that. But when the test really came, they all went home. Why? It's not by might. It's not by power. What they saw was might and power. Jesus raising the dead. Wow, that's power. Jesus commanding the storm. That's might and power. Everything he did, that's power. But that did not change them. No different than Israel in the wilderness. They saw God's power divide the Red Sea. They, go, they saw God's power prior to that destroy all of Egypt. But think about what they saw in the wilderness. God fed them 40 years. Not one of them needed new clothing. Not one of them needed new shoes. Not one of them ever got sick, unless they sinned and then God healed them. They saw God's power in, 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 in their own body. They saw God's power in their clothing. I mean, think that their clothing grew up with them. Nobody went shopping. And Moses said, your feet did not even swell. And your clothes did not get old. That's power. <laughs> That's power on my body, not just something I can see, you know. It's there right here. I'm looking at it. I'm living in it. I was in the Sinai Desert twice. I climbed Mount, I actually climbed Mount Sinai. And I remember what happened to my boots that I bought. 
I bought real good tough boots. They were destroyed in one trip climbing that mountain. I had to throw them away. And I'm thinking, dear Lord, 40 years, 40 years in the wilderness. It got so hot. It got so hot in the Sinai when I was there. And so freezing cold at night, by the way. We were freezing cold at night. We began climbing at about 11 p.m. That's when you have to start because when it gets hot, nobody can go up there or come down. So they, they actually tell you, you gotta be up there by five in the morning and come down no later than 10. Otherwise, uh, you, you can have problems because of the, of the heat, the intense heat in the Sinai Desert. People faint and all this happens. And so I could not believe that, that 40 years of that, that a people could survive in that terrible desert that they did and thrived and grew. And not only them, but even their animals. You know, I've shared this before. If you look at how many animals were sacrificed in the wilderness daily, it amounts to 30 truckloads of animals, 30 truckloads of today's trucks. Well, who kept them all, you know, alive in the, in the desert? God's power. So they saw that power, it didn't change them. They said, let's go back to Egypt or let's build the calf. Before that, they wanted to build the calf and they did. To see the power of God. Seeing it doesn't change anything or anyone. So it says in the Psalms they, 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 that they knew his acts, but Moses knew his ways. So today, what do we need? We, we need to know the Lord, the Lord himself. That's what keeps us. That's what keeps us. You know, uh, I've shared this so many times about living in the spirit, how how Moses did not see the Red Sea or the, or, or the Egyptian army behind him. He saw God. Imagine coming to a place and you're, you know, in the natural, you're trapped. The Red Sea in front of you, the Egyptian army behind you. You go forward, you drown, you go backwards, you die, they kill you. But Moses said, no, the Lord will fight for you. He saw God and the Red Sea divided. Or David saying, yeah, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. He, you know, he did not see the valley. He said, the Lord is with me. He saw the Lord. So this is the time to see the Lord. This is the time to know the Lord. And the Holy Spirit is the one who allows us to know him and see him. Without the Holy Spirit, we can't know the Lord or see the Lord. There will be no reality of Jesus in our lives without the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit, we need him today. Very badly we need him today. Way more than we realize. Because today the world is falling apart. We don't know what will happen next in Europe or, or here. Dear Marie Dawn uh, is in Poland right now. Our ministry is supporting the refugees who are coming from the Ukraine. They are on their way, frankly, today to the border with the Ukraine. And she was telling me on the phone today, the desperate need, millions 
and millions of Ukrainians are running out of food inside the Ukraine. I have a dear friend, Pastor Henry, they were talking to him yesterday inside Kiev, and he said, we're running out of food. And so it's a, it's a, it's a very frightening moment for the Christian people in the Ukraine, but God is with them. And now thank God for ministries that are there like Franklin Graham and others, and we're there too. Thank you for helping us by the way, sweet people to give food and she sent me pictures. You can go online, by the way, on our website and see all the pictures of the food that we are supplying and helping to supply. But you know, we don't know what's gonna happen in this world, even in, in one week. And our President Biden now is talking about a new world order. Well, that happened with George Bush Sr when he said a new world order, and at that time it was a world of that was becoming more uh, more peaceful, you know. Uh, the, the Soviet Union at that time had, had fallen, and the U.S. and Russia and Europe were getting close, and he meant a new world order of peace back then. Now it's a different world order. It's a world order now of a brand new Cold War that could become a very hot war. And the situation with China, who knows what will happen there. But where does that put you? It puts you in that place, like the children of Israel came to, where, where, where you are looking at trouble on both sides. But the Lord is with you. Don't see the trouble. There's trouble in front of us, there's trouble behind us now. I mean, I, with the world, with the, with the world, not in the spirit. We people of the spirit do not see the trouble. We see the Lord. So I would really urge you, get to know the Lord. Get to know the Holy Spirit. And he is the one who reveals Jesus. Jesus said, he shall glorify me. He shall take what is of mine and show it unto you. He shall testify of me. Only the Holy Spirit reveals the Lord. I've been talking about the Holy Spirit for the last few days. But now I'm getting into some very important uh, discussion here with you. So I showed you from the word, his power and what his power does in our lives. Now I'm going to ask you to step out in faith and get to know him. Call upon him. Open your Bible and say, Blessed Holy Spirit, be my teacher today. Reveal your word to my heart. Quicken my mind as I read your word. Blessed Holy Spirit, help me. Help me pray. You are my, my prayer partner. That's what Romans 8 says. He helpeth our infirmities. When, when we don't know how to pray, he prays with groanings that cannot be uttered out of us. But why, why, why don't you ask him today? Lord, help me pray. Blessed Holy Spirit, you are the Lord. Help me pray. Help me get to know my wonderful Redeemer, Jesus. And you'll see the change in your life right away. I used to have lunch. I'm in Orlando right now. 
I used to have lunch in this city, not far from where we are, with Dr. Bill Bright once a month. And he had a, a dear man work with him who was very, very evangelical. Nice man, nice man. Now, Dr. Bill Bright and I were friends, secretly friends. He, in fact, he preached for, for me in OCC and people were shocked that he was there. But we developed a wonderful relationship and Dr. Bill Bright had Campus Crusade for Christ. That's still going on. And he was a very precious man and he would ask me questions about the Holy Spirit and we talked about the things of God every single time. But he had this assistant who was an evangelist. But he was very Baptist in his in his evangelistic ministry, which is precious, of course. Many of uh, Southern Baptist preachers are my friends. In fact, I love them dearly and they love me. But anyways, so he's listening to all this about the Holy Spirit. And he said, are you telling me that I need to ask the Holy Spirit to help me before I preach? I said, try it. He said, well, I've never done it. I've never even thought about it. I said, why don't you next time you have a meeting, ask the Holy Spirit to go up on the platform with you. Well, this went on and for about a few weeks. And now he comes back when we're, we're having lunch. And Dr. Bill Bright is there. And he looks at me and there's Gene Polina with me, who was at that time my administrator. And he says to us, he says, Benny is right, Benny is right. And I looked at him and said, what happened? He said, you know, I've had more people saved since you told me to do this in, in, in all my life. He said, I get up now and I said, Holy Spirit, help me talk and help me minister the, the gospel. He said, you can't believe what's been happening in those meetings. I said, well, I told you. <laughs> Just call on him. And I'm telling you to call on him. You'll see the change. And a lot of times people, when they pray, they fall asleep. You know why? Because they're praying in the flesh. And the Holy Ghost isn't there to help them. But if you ask him to help you, he'll quicken your body, you won't fall asleep. Or someone who's reading the Bible and halfway they take a little snooze. Ask the Holy Ghost to help you. You'll never snooze again while reading the Bible. Because he'll quicken you with his word. So today, I'm reminding you, it's not by might. It's not by power but by my spirit, saith the Lord. No matter what happens on the globe, no matter what comes our way, I mean, humanity, what, what comes this way, we, the believers, are not affected. We're not affected. Because our citizenship is in heaven. Now I'm going to pray with you. I'm going to pray, first of all, that God will use you and bless you, anoint you, and also bring salvation to your loved ones. Precious Lord, I give you praise for what you're going to do in the lives of your people. Lord, I pray you will save loved ones and put them in the ministry. I pray, Lord, you'll use your people to win the lost. But Lord, their loved ones, I pray now for their loved ones to be saved and to be in ministry in these days in the glorious name of Jesus. Lord, we agree. It is done in Jesus' name. Amen. 
And Lord, also, meet every need. Give them your peace and joy. Fill them again with the Holy Ghost. Fill them afresh with your power. In Jesus' holy name. Amen and amen. But thank you for the time you've allowed me today with you. It's time to give. It's time to sow seed and tell the Lord how much we love him. And as we sow seed, we're obeying his law and word. Given it shall be given unto you, good measure, pressed down, shaken together. Running over shall man give to your bosom. And if we faint not in due season, we shall reap. And this is the time to believe God. Every time we sow, praise him that all your financial needs are met. There'll be no lack in your life. So let's do it today again, because as we give, we receive, and as we keep giving, we keep receiving, and we secure our future and our children's future. I've not seen the righteous forsaken, nor received begging for bread. We give you praise. Honor the Lord with your substance, and the first fruits of all your increase, so shall thy barns be filled with plenty, and thy precious shall burst out with new wine. Much love. All right, you can give on the platform you're watching me on, or you can go to our, to our website, benin.org, or you can simply give by texting BHM45777. And don't forget my new book, Mysteries of the Unknown, it will be in bookstores April 5. You can pre-order it from Amazon or the bookstores or our ministry. I love you. I'll see you again tomorrow. Bye-bye.